0: Welcome to Stories Jesus Told, a podcast of Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Wisconsin. Here is Trinity's Rick Adams and Pastor Carl Anbauer. Well, hello again, everybody. Rick Adams here, Director of Discipleship at Trinity Lutheran in Freistadt. It is Tuesday, June 6th, and we are continuing our journey through the stories that Jesus told. Uh, This week, it's all about the parable of the sower and the texts that we're looking at which are found in that devotion book that uh, hopefully you have. Uh, Today we're in in Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 10. Um, Some really tight connections here to this parable. So, Pastor, why don't you uh, share with us your thoughts? Sure.
1: Um, thanks, Rick. It's good to... Oh, by the way,
0: Pastor Carl Leibar. <laughs> I forgot to <laughs> introduce.
1: Yes, it's good to, be, good to be back with you and uh, diving into God's Word. I really, there is nothing I enjoy more than just being in conversation with God's people and, and His voice speaking into um, our conversation through His Word. Uh, yeah, we're in Romans chapter 10, and this passage is one of the more well-known uh, passages in the book of Romans, but maybe the context a little less familiar uh, because this is one of the hardest sections of Romans, uh, where there's a lot going on as Paul uh, starts to to talk about the, the the reality, the heartbreaking reality of those um, from among his own people who who lack faith, and so he's he's pointing uh, to the power of the word of God to to bring faith. And in these verses, he talks to just the the critical nature of the messenger. And so I'm just going to read Romans 10. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ.
0: Yeah, I I think this particular part from Paul's epistle to the Romans, in the context of the parable of the sower, it seems to me that this section really emphasizes the scattering of the seed, right? I mean, we're talking here about how can somebody believe unless they hear and how are they going to hear unless somebody tells them? Well, that's the scattering of the seed right there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, It's as we think about the parable of the sower, the, the first place to start thinking about that is seeing ourselves as the soil, right? The recipients right. of the word of God. But in good soil, that word bears fruit 30, 60, 100 times what was sown. And so now as we get to this section of Romans, Paul is highlighting how critical it is that we bear fruit, that that word be spoken.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I noted here that um, Paul is is quoting Joel, right? In Joel two thirty two, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And I think about in the context of his world and what he was called out of, being a persecutor of the of the Christian Church and a zealous a zealous Pharisee who clearly saw all of the world in two categories, Jew and Gentile. And Joel is one of those passages that seemingly blows that concept apart. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's that that's really significant. And uh, that's actually the verse right before what we had assigned here, so it, uh, I didn't read it, but that's what sets the stage. That's yeah. why Paul is yeah. so interested in those uh, being able to be hear, hear the word so they can call on the name because it's in the name of Jesus that salvation comes for Jew and for Gentile alike.
0: And so if we go back to Luther's rejoice, repent request, this is truly something to rejoice about that we all we need to do is call <laughs> on the name of the Lord. There's no actions, there's no work beyond that. Just call on the name of the Lord. Faith alone is what saves. Yeah, yeah. F- faith alone
1: saves the... Uh, Something about the way you said that just it struck me I mean there obviously we're we're saying, in a sense, there is work right because there's work to do there's yeah. ski there's seed that needs to be scattered, and there's fruit that needs to be born, and that right. should all we expect all of that to be true in us it's not like oh i 'm saved and now i 'm on vacation yeah. but but that salvation there's i didn 't earn it i didn 't deserve it. It comes to me right. entirely as a gift and entirely apart from any effort on on my on my part,
0: and a true and sincere faith produces that kind of fruit that we're talking about yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: so, yeah. So we can we can rejoice that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That it's as simple as the work that Jesus has done for us that brings us salvation. Um, there's also, I think, an opportunity here to rejoice and to praise God for the the people that He has used. To be the messengers to us,
0: yes, and to yeah, as you referenced in yesterday's podcast, you know, all of those people that played a part in you coming to Christ. You know, you being um, you had great parents who ultimately must have had great parents, and who are all those people that feed into that. So that's what's spoken of here again in, in this passage in Romans. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Parents. I, I think of a lot of teachers. I, I think of. Uh, that great cloud of witnesses that Hebrews yeah. references. There's a lot of people uh, for whom we can give thanks to God because they were a part of of this uh, this work uh, of bringing good news.
0: So, as I look at that, uh, that that sentence in here, and how can they hear without someone preaching to them? Could that po- potentially move us to that next word in Luther's free uh, will yeah. of of to repent, uh, that we're not always listening for that call to go. Yeah, uh, it's convicting, right? Yeah. How are they
1: to preach unless they are sent? And uh, convicting both on the the, the level of uh, those moments, like we talked about yesterday, where I don't want to open my mouth, where I'm I'm afraid, or I don't think I have the words, and so that's that's convicting. Yeah. But even here, there's this this role of sending, which is the sending of someone else, right. and And that goes back another layer to to maybe an apathy about the the support of those who are going and who are speaking, whether that's missionaries far from home or right in our own home congregation. Um, God is at work, and we are all part of how that, that work is supported, and people are
0: sent. You've told me in the past, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you've said the word evangelist comes from a Greek word that means to be sent. Is that is that correct?
1: Do Uh, I have that
0: wrong? No, I think you have that. Is that apostle to be sent? Apostle is sent with a commission. Yeah, Yeah. and evangelist is one who brings good news. Yes, and you know that I remember reading how the word gospel, which means good news, is it's it's really kind of been uh, taken to mean almost exclusively. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and the good news of our salvation. Mm -hmm. But before that, the word gospel was used even in the Roman Empire as good news and there would be an evangelist who would be sent to proclaim the gospel of Julius Caesar, which was to, you know, whatever message he wanted to proclaim about how Rome has defeated another enemy or something like that, there would be an evangelist sent to proclaim that good news. And so the Christian church just kind of Owned that and used it for the yeah. ultimate great, the ultimate good news. Yep.
1: Yep. They, I mean, they have to use the language that they know, yeah. right? And yeah. so that, that's a common word that they gave a so, specific meaning to.
0: If the term evangelism scares you, because <laughs> remember when we used to have boards of evangelism and nobody wanted to serve on that board because <laughs> it kind of felt like that meant that they needed to somehow have graduated from seminary or something like that. But really, all it means is to share what you know about what Jesus has done for you. Yeah. And it makes you an evangelist.
1: Something we've talked about before, too, is the fact that uh, there, is, there is what Jesus did for you 2,000 years ago, but there's also what Jesus has just done in your life, yeah. and the story that you have to tell about a before and after moment in your life where you can look back and you can say, God did that. And uh, one of the stories in my life, I go back and I think back to kind of who I was becoming as a as a high schooler and, and going into college, uh, where when I looked in the mirror, my self-worth was, was hinging on my performance in a lot of different ways, and I was constantly concerned about what other people thought of me. And there's a before and after moment in which Jesus got my attention and, and, and brought me to, to genuinely believe that he loved me apart from all of all of that performance, and yeah. um, it set me free, and I became a lot less afraid to to take risks. I became a lot more willing to just dive into life and enjoy life um, uh, you know Katie she knew me before, and she knew me after she wasn't attracted to me before, but <laughs> after <laughs> well, because i was I was so much set free in that and so um, that's a story that's a lot, you know, that's a story I can I can share with anybody. Sure. That's not a threatening, but it is pointing to
0: Jesus. It yeah. can become uh,
1: part of a gateway into a deeper conversation.
0: When it's telling your own story, you don't have to learn it. You don't have to memorize it mm-hmm. because you know it. It's, right. it's part of you. I had breakfast recently with a, a man in our congregation who was, was very actively involved in mentoring and discipling. Another man from his hometown in northern Wisconsin, and to share have him share with me, you know how he's going about doing that. It's it's simply using his life experiences and mm-hmm. connecting them with this man's life experiences, and it's working. You yeah, know, he's really being brought along. Yeah. So you hear stories like that, and you just give thanks and praise to God. So yeah. there's that. Rejoice. Yeah. Yes yeah. so And
1: and you know the word repent is a word for a U-turn, right? Yep. You're turning turn around. around as a change of direction. And so if if you're convicted, when we are convicted by these words, that, that U-turn, it doesn't necessarily mean a U turn into, now I'm going to become a semi-professional church worker or something like that. It's just a U-turn into, Lord, I'm going to be open to you mm-hmm. using me and my stories and the ones you've given me to accomplish your purposes. I had um, kind of a light bulb moment, probably a um, a week or so ago, I had a conversation with someone and uh, I told Katie afterwards, I'm so thankful for some of the hardest times in my life because those moments gave me something to say yeah. that I otherwise wouldn't have had. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was kind of a, a, an eye-opening realization to be able to look at that and truly rejoice in suffering, yep. another biblical phrase, Yes. because that was God preparing me in advance so I could be a good news Give her an evangelist, right. uh, even, you know, not in the strict Jesus died on the cross for you, but in God has used these moments of brokenness and hurt and pain, and I believe he will in your life, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, should we talk a little bit about the last, the last R then? Yeah. Request. What, is, what does this passage teach us to request of God? Yeah. How does it teach us to pray and what to ask for him? Yeah. Well, I, I would like to request beautiful feet. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's interesting how he goes back to Isaiah again, or Paul does in this case. We've been going back to Isaiah and some of our previous texts. Mm-hmm. And from Isaiah 52, "How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news!" Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would like that to be said of me.
1: Yeah, yeah. I can't think of anything better to, to have people saying about you at, at a retirement, I and mean, you've got that uh, you know a year or so away. We'll, we'll be all, we'll be talking about Rick Adams and what his ministry meant to us. And uh or even if I were to think away into, to a funeral, what what would I want people to be saying about me? Yeah. And I can't think of anything I'd rather hear or have them say than uh, I guess I won't be hearing at a funeral. But I would nothing I'd rather have <laughs> 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 nothing I'd rather have people saying than I know Jesus better because he was a part of my life. Yeah. And um those are beautiful feats. So yeah, I guess I would request I would request that for myself, and I would request that for my congregation. There's nothing I'd rather be a part of than a community of people who know the Lord, love the Lord, and know the Lord's love in such a personal way that they've got stories to tell.
0: This time went fast. It did. It did. I guess we should be be wrapping up. We're thankful that you have joined us again for this podcast, and we certainly want you to come back again tomorrow because we've got more. Um, it 's great to to just talk back and forth across the table here, and this is what we our prayer is for you that you will um that this will be something that'll just become second nature if it isn't already to you and your family so keep digging in and keep exploring and God will continue to show you really great things
1: yeah come back tomorrow and and we 'll keep diving in together and god 's blessings as you Grow in his word together with the people that God has placed in your life for that purpose.
0: See you tomorrow, everybody.